Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. All right. Three, two, one. Hey there, Justin. Thank you for joining us on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. Absolutely. It's not often that we get to um, talk to somebody who is overseas. I believe you're in Germany right now. Correct. The beautiful Rhine River. That's fantastic. So, Justin, tell us a little bit about your about yourself. I want to talk about this whole concept of like the evolution of marketing from a doctor's perspective. And since you've got you know, the Doctor's Perspective podcast and, you know, you're over there in Germany and you said you were in China before that, you know, how did you get there? And just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in Germany. Yeah. So I had a clinic in Colorado for like six or seven years. I was kind of being tired of working all the time and not taking vacations. And, you know, you just, you realize like, hey, I don't have to stay in this place. So I put it on the market and I sold it. And then during the process of selling it, I was like, where can I go to go have fun? And uh, the person who bought my clinic, she had went to like Dubai or something and had to wear, you know, a head covering and everything. And I was like, wow, if she could do that. Imagine the places I can go. You know, I don't have to do that. So anyway, so uh, China came on the radar. And after about six months of going back and forth, I was a little nervous about it. Obviously, <laughs> I don't speak Chinese and, you know, you hear things. I was like, you know what, let's just do it. If, it, if the worst case scenario, I can just get a plane ticket and fly over, uh, you know, on a weekend. and just never look back. Just let them know, hey, I'm leaving. I'm sorry, I'm breaking the contract. You know, worst case scenario. But uh, it worked out well, and I was able to travel a lot. Got to see like 14 countries, and so that was a lot of fun. And uh, after a while, you know, my wife and I were just kind of getting tired of just being there and in this smaller town that's like 100 degrees every day and uh, <laughs> not a lot to do because it was a smaller town. Um, I'd interviewed a guest before on the podcast, and he has his own thing going on in Germany a whole unique system. And I was like, hey, you know what? It'd be fun to learn that. It'd be fun to travel Europe like we did Asia. And so uh, the opportunity arose and kind of jumped in on that. Yeah. That's pretty neat. So tell us, so go back to Colorado and the practice when you were starting it. Tell us about the practice. How big was it? How many employees? How many patients did you see? How did you grow the practice? You know, that I think I think that's really important for our listeners that are out there trying to build a patient base. You know, how did you do it that you actually led to the point that you were selling it? Yeah, so that it, it sounds cooler than it is because I did all the, you know, the the BNI networking groups and the chamber, and I was doing print advertising at the time because Facebook was just sort of kind of coming out, and it was kind of, you know, you 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 pay people to help you do things, and they were at that point were like, hey, you know, Facebook, don't do it. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, what were they thinking? It would have been so cheap back then, but um, and just good old fashioned legwork. I mean, I was new out of school, what 26. 25, you know, you don't know what you're doing on in a business. And I, I had bought a clinic that was failing, which I, you know, looking back, I don't know what I do that again, maybe, maybe at a better price. Um, but a lot of it was just those first two years were hard. You don't know how to communicate you know, as a chiropractor, you know, where you got to communicate what you're doing a special way that they understand it. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to come off as goofy and a goof, you know, and all that. So it was, it was kind of challenging to, to really get your hands around everything you needed to say. 
Um, so you grow slow. And by the time I was leaving, I felt like it was probably going to be my best year that I had, which is kind of cool. I was on track for. Um, so it was definitely a, a kind of a difficult thing to know you're kind of trying to get out of there and at the same time trying to sell it. <laughs> you have, you know, you don't want to spend more money than you have to, and you're still attending these events. And so it was kind of like that. Uh, it, was, it was a little weird. And so I was just glad whenever someone was willing to pay the money because this was 2013-ish. And so it was kind of out of the, out of the recession, but people have, you know, they come out of school, they want your clinic, but they can't apply and get a loan because we're chiropractors and that just doesn't really work well normally. <laughs> they don't want to give us money. But so finally I was able to sell it. And, and um, I tell you, I don't know how you want to steer the interview, but I know there's some things that I would do now being on the other end of it and with the podcast and being a, uh, writing some books that I, I would definitely do differently if I had to start up again. I can tell you that. Yeah. So, okay. So you sold, I definitely want to talk about that. So you sold in like 2013. You said, how long were you there? About six and a half years. Okay. So you were, I mean, you're right at the beginning of like social media starting. You had print magazines that you probably advertised in, maybe some newspapers. You probably, mm -hmm. I'm guessing that you did some community events, like little health fairs, things like that. Tons. <laughs> probably like free adjustments, maybe some massage, like uh, those types of things. Um, I know the BNIs and the Chamber of Commerce and all that. So very similar to me, I worked for a very large REIT, like a real estate developing company. And they let me go out and just like network until my hand fell off. And I thought it was the best thing ever. Like part of my job back then, I had a golf cart and part of my job was to go to Starbucks and literally shoot the breeze with people. And that's what I did for work. And I worked with a lot of people like you you know, the chiropractors that were in the shopping center or the doctors. And my job was to help them get busier. So I would be the one on the other side, creating the health fairs, taking you to these events, making sure you were pressing the flesh. Funny that you said that you sold in 2013. I sold my first business in 2013, 2014, which was a community-based print magazine. Yes. That's the ones I would use. My ex-husband and I built that thing from scratch and got it out there. And the chiropractors and the doctors were our base for advertising. And we were so lucky to be able to get out of that thing when we did, because then, you know, print just kind of tanked, but it was, yeah, same type of thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. So fast forward, you're in China and you know, you've got a best-selling book. You have this great podcast that I believe is award-winning. You have all kinds of things going on. You know, you've learned to navigate completely the digital landscape. So what if you like, tell us about that experience. And then what would you, if you were like going back 15 years and talking to your, your young self, what would you do different knowing now what you, what you didn't know back then? Man, so, you know, you had asked earlier about the employee. I, I did hire, you know, some people to try to do marketing for me. Oof, that's a tough one to do. Yeah. <laughs> You really got to <laughs> plow through a few people or like try to hire the right company. So I just want to throw that in there. Like I tried that and, you know, hit or miss. <laughs> but yeah, you know, when I was in China, I was kind of missing communicating with people in English, of course. And, you know, me and my buddy were talking. It's like, you know, you can ask that. And at the time I, I went on a lot of first dates and did the <laughs> online dating. So I was kind of used to the, the small talk. And of course, being a doctor, you always talk small talk all day. I was like, you know, that'd be great interviewing doctors and maybe after like a couple of years, you know, maybe I could turn into some money somehow 
or like speaking engagements to the whole world for the profession or outside of the profession, really, because I didn't really want to stick to just chiropractic because there's a lot of those types of podcasts already. I was, you know, I was like, let's just talk, talk about any kind of doctor because they all have something that they can contribute, uh, what they do, marketing and all that. Um, so during my downtime at work, because in the hospital, it wasn't super busy. It was kind of a new thing to have in that place. Um, I started, you know, looking at my old blog that I had in my clinic. That unfortunately did not transfer correctly when I when I switched uh, from one to another. I was like, "Where did all my blog go?" That was years of blogging just gone. So that was terrible. Um, so definitely, you know, when you're looking back, make sure you back up that better. Um, so I, I turned that into a book, and then you know, being around acupuncture and all that kind of stuff. So I just sort of during my downtime, and I didn't have a kid at the time, so I was able to just, you know what is it called? Pomodoro technique, 25 yes. minutes, take a break, 25 minutes, yes. keep going up. I really learned a lot about that. And that's how I was able, I think, to do a bunch of different things. Um, and then kind of like you said, going back 15 years right now, I would say uh, continue to grow your Instagram, you know, at this point or whatever, social media, LinkedIn, you know, go to all these networking events, take pictures of each other, you know, with the random people, write down who they are in your little notebook or to take their business card and tag them like crazy. So you can boost your, your reach much faster. And if it's because of your local community, you know, if you're in Tulsa, you're in Tulsa, you're not trying to advertise everywhere. You just need to find out what Tulsa likes and hashtags and just grow it that way because there's programs out there where you can learn how to make Instagram for doctors and make money. If you need to learn how to do that, you know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. Do you, do you think there's value in, would you recommend to a doctor, finding a vehicle like the podcast for a local doc or writing their own book. I have a doc that I work with. He's a fertility doctor. He just, um, just had his first book published by an international publisher oh. and we are going hard marketing his book for him. Like a lot of press and things of that nature. Do you think that's a good Avenue for physicians? If they're only looking for their local market? I would say you're looking at more like a, a lead generator, a lead magnet for your webpage. So for us, maybe some exercises or, you know, how to, whatever. If you can make a nice one, really good information, what they say, like 10 or 15 pages, really a professional piece, and then you can just give it away. And you don't have to go into like, oh my gosh, I'm going to write 200 pages on something, you know? Hey guys, Corey here, co-host of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. And I wanted to interrupt this episode just for a minute to tell you about Insight Training Solutions. So Insight Training Solutions is an ongoing employee engagement and training platform for your medical practice, meaning employees can log on and take these medical practice specific trainings whenever and wherever they are. And each training is meant to increase employee engagement, improve practice reputation, and develop some patient service mindsets. If we're being honest, something that we all know some of the employees may lack. Not uh, calling anybody out by name, but uh, one of the cool things about Insight Training Solutions is they're always developing new content. And they just released 10 Steps to a Phenomenal Patient Experience, where you'll learn how to create a phenomenal patient experience, strengthen job security, and discover 
customer service secrets for your entire team. So this course is in addition to the other ones they already have, which include communication across generations and how to understand today's multi-generational workforce and how to develop overall patient experience. This is another course, the new approach to customer service. We've also got eight ways to wow patients and you can sign up for a free trial to see what everything is about uh, at insighttrainingsolutions.io that's insighttrainingsolutions.io or just google insight training solutions you'll be glad you did absolutely so if you um i have a chiropractor that i've worked with for years we don't do his marketing i just happen to know him and he pivoted he pivoted a handful of years ago and opened up a, a med spa, of course. But then on top of that, he started this thing called like the Great American Food Fight. And now he positions himself in the nutrition space and the health and wellness space, but he markets himself through the Great American Food Fight. So that's his big thing, but he's still a chiropractor. So I think that the, the, the piece of advice that you're offering is to find something that you can be an expert at and then use that to create whatever those assets are and market that, not necessarily yourself, because you'll market yourself through that equation. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I think so. And like one of my plans one day is I was going to do it here in Germany, but it's turning into with, with the coronavirus and not really knowing German. Uh, there's a lot of bilinguals, but starting a, whether it's a video cast or, or a yeah. podcast, interviewing other business owners, especially if you're in like in a smaller town, 100,000, 200,000 people, Oh my goodness, you could highlight all kinds of different people. You could turn that into monetization if you want to, or you could just be the host. And then eventually, you know, all these businesses, hey, how do I get on your show? I don't know who are you. And then all of a sudden no, you're absolutely. the authority in the whole area. And you can always sponsored by so and so's clinic. You always are the sponsor. <laughs> no, absolutely. I was on a podcast, um, I was doing like a pre-show interview with a financial planner who only does financial planning for veterinarians. And so he has a show that he talks to veterinarians about the business of veterinary work. And then he once in a while has outside guests. I was one of the outside guests coming in. Same type of thing. You know, he's not pitching his services. He's building relationships with his leads. Mm -hmm. And he's producing something of quality for the, for, the, for the audience that's out there that's his audience. I think that would be the hardest piece is trying to figure out what your community would care about. You know, because I mean, what's your backstory? Eh. You know, that's not so awesome sometimes. So it may, it might, may have to be customer led about testimonials or how did this impact your community, impact your life or impact customers' lives. And uh, so it's kind of a sales pitchy potentially, but you know, there's not a lot of angles and you just have to like play it out probably those after those first 10 or 15 episodes, like what's working. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I, th I think that I was talking to somebody about this the other day is that I think there is, there's merit to this idea that sometimes knowing how to press the flesh and have a conversation and sticking to like the good traditional basics, that's all you need. And we just happen to have new tools in the toolbox to, to get the message out there. So whether it's a podcast or whether it's a digital asset or a book or, you know, a TV show or whatever it is that you're doing, if you still have to be personable and you still have to be somebody at the end of the day that they're going to want to use for whatever service it is that you're selling. And so I think, you know, going back to your young self when you were in Colorado, you know, you, you probably, it sounds like we had a similar path in the way that we marketed ourselves and our businesses back then. But I think that there's something to be said about being able to build those relationships 
and being able to translate that old fashioned way of building relationships into the new way of building relationships, which is very much, especially in COVID-19, these video calls and you know, social media and having authentic, real conversations in real time. And so I think there's a lot to be said about that. So you're really, you, you, it really kind of rolls off your tongue, your interview style and your conversations, because we've had a couple now at this point. If you were going to give somebody some tips on how they can kind of do those icebreakers, whether it's doing a podcast or talking to, you know, a referral partner out in the field or, you know, whatever it is that they've got to do to build their business, what kind of tips might you offer a physician just starting out? People like to talk about themselves. So, <laughs> you know, the classic, what's your backstory is always kind of a good way to, to start. And you can always, I like to say that the short version, because some people, you know, you got to guide them in. But once they talk about something that you're interested in or you, you catch your attention, then you can really spitball on that a little bit. And I think that's why mine goes long because I like, I'm okay with going on a tangent. If they're passionate about it, then I'm like, I'm going to probe a little deeper on that. And then it gets their personality out. And yeah, I, I've said, probably sent you a list of questions. I don't go through all those questions typically. There's a lot of, that I just skip. So you just have to fill out the interview and you, you start talking about more about marketing. Okay, let's chat about marketing. Are you like giving back to the community? Well, how does that help you and grow your business? Uh, so that's, it's just active listening um, and just kind of always kind of bringing it back to them. So like the reversal right now, I'm still not used to the reversal interview because <laughs> I just have to ask the question and just kind of like follow up with another question and then boom, 20 minutes goes by. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Okay, so, so let me ask you this. Let's go back to it. You're in Colorado, however many years ago, 15 years, 10 years ago, um, about 10 years ago. Um, you're starting out your practice. You're trying to build it from ground. You're, you're pressing the flesh. If you were going to do it again right now, you would hone in on making yourself an expert within a particular area, maybe a podcast, something like that. And you would become an influencer on Instagram within your individual market, meaning you would lean into social media. What else would you tell yourself that you had to do if you need to start a new practice right now? You got to focus on a good webpage. I'm a big fan of story branding with Don Miller, just whatever name drop him, but he's got a book. It lays it out. He's got two books that lays out how to set up your webpage to just clear out the clutter and just kind of answer the questions that people need. And it presents it in a nice way. And uh, that's a big thing. And of course, like we chatted about before, online reviews are going to be huge. Pay some money, get it automated. If you can't get the online reviews, it's going to be hard to get more patience because you're not going to show up in the first page of Google. And I think that's got to be the strategy going forward is, yeah, you can do Instagram, you can do LinkedIn and all this stuff, but Google is still going to be your top referral source. And so you have to play their game and figure out, um, you know, even if you have to pay money a little bit, I would, if I went back, I would probably say, Hey, look, don't be afraid to pay somebody or figure out marketing and, you know, using the Google platform to, uh, to boost the clicks while you're building your SEO on the back end through a, a blog and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's a big thing that I would talk about to myself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I often say to myself that I wish I had invested money in building my brand, like in a clear and concise manner and not been like, Oh, I have an extra 500 bucks this month. Let me buy an ad. I wish that I had put together a real budget and a real plan from day one. And 
use that and really just work that plan and been very data driven. I wasn't like that early on, but I am very much like that now. And that's what we advise our clients to do is come up with a plan, work with the team of experts and then go make it happen and, and be ready to pivot because sometimes new opportunities arise and you just got to see what those opportunities are and jump on them. Cause I spent some money. I, I unfortunately got, I won't say duped, but it was just a <laughs> dumb rookie mistake. I did um, some interviews and then put them on TV and it was supposed to like bring people in and all this kind of stuff. Now, maybe in a smaller market, that'd have been great. But where I was at in Denver, I wasn't central. I was North. So thanks to me, all kinds of other people were getting calls and all this kind of stuff. And so I just wasted a ton of money on that for a little while. Uh, so just to say that I wasn't scared to spend money on advertising. I just didn't always spend it correctly. And those things you learn, you know, did you, are there any other mistakes that you made that you wouldn't want to make anymore? Boy, spending money is easy. Yeah, spending money is easy. I think I would have hired a, I would have just buckled down, spent the money for like a massage therapist because it's easier to, I didn't always, I didn't do free exams. I always made you pay something. I was discounted, but it was, you know, if you don't pay for anything, I mean, there's no value there. So at least, so I just level the barrier entry, you know, chiropractor, you're not better in one visit. So, <laughs> you know, you kind of make it on the back end. Um, PT too, I guess. But anyway, so I would have hired a massage therapist. It would have made the advertising a little bit easier. Everybody likes a 30-minute massage. And even in the clinic itself, it could have been easier to, I don't know, get people to kind of come back to get a checkup. Because if you offer some kind of plan where you can get a, a little bit of a massage with it, then they feel like they're being pampered a little bit as well. And that could be a good thing to patient satisfaction. And you can also cross-train the massage person as to do some of the front desk work. So you get two for one when they're not busy. Absolutely. So did you, did you have anything in place for working um, referral relationships like with physician referrals? Yes. Every new patient that came in, we would get their doctor and then we would send them like a uh, case report or what's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And then when they got better, we would send them also a, a thing and then we would get on their wait list to bring them food and to chat with the doctors in person for the ones that we would have a few patients with. So we always had that going for us. We thought that was important we had some relationships with a couple of big massage clinics in the area. So that's another reason why I didn't hire someone because we had a good referral source from someone down the street. Um, that wasn't, you know, they were, they were a quality, you know, quote medical massage type of place. So um, those are some of the big ones. Once you find a doctor that actually cared about what you did, then we would nurture that relationship a little bit more. Um, some of them you go in and they didn't even have the courtesy to, to be there for the luncheon. It's like, what the, <laughs> how um how often how often did you go out to do those visits and then were you the one doing that marketing or did you have someone helping you with that my 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 front desk would take care of all the marketing part of it and then i would actually be the one to show up and try to talk and answer the questions and things like that because since i was the face of the company anyway i was like let me let me go out and meet those people and answer the questions and you know, the first couple are going to suck because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they ask you a question and you're like, oh, I didn't know about that. That's, that's a good question. And then you want to bring, you know, maybe some research papers or some abstracts or something. But do they read them? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Oh, is that a Florida Gator Cup? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an LSU Tiger. And I, uh, I like the Florida Gators from back when they would beat people like 70 to 14. And I, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize you're like not supposed to do that. And I was like, Steve Spurrier's the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, college ball. There you go. My whole house is nothing but gators. I oh, come my, on. Uh, 
an assistant I used to work um, that worked for me. He was an LSU grad, so it was always Tigers versus Gators. <laughs> you couldn't have set yeah. that up any better. <laughs> no, you're the one drinking it. It was perfect. It was perfect. All right, so let me ask you this, Justin. Last thing, um, any advice that you would give a practice out there right now, if you could only offer them one piece of advice to really get out there and attract and retain patients, what would that piece of advice be? be a person that is I don't like the word authentic because it doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people but be who you are if you're kind of a quirky goofball it's okay to be that I mean you still got to be professional but you can still be who you are at networking events with your patients I think they appreciate it and it builds that rapport that you're looking for so that they're happy with you refer and um you know you're not going to hit with everybody and that's okay just know that you're going to build the clinic that you like with the people that are like you that you like to to treat and that's i think that's going to go a long way because you're gonna be happy every day because you're just with people that you want to be with and, and then occasionally you'll have the person you're like oh my gosh you're an energy drainer <laughs> Uh, I think I think that's great advice. And the piece that I really hear of that, which I think sometimes physicians, especially specialty physicians, don't always listen to, is that you still have to go out there and pound the flesh. And you have to be willing, just because you've made it, you have to still be willing to go to those things and meet your patients where they are or meet your referral partners where you are. I was in politics for years, and I will say that I would have meetings for five hours every 15 minutes followed by good another three to four hour meeting and then i would be asked to go to an event in the evening and i would be drained and it's kind of like the surgeon's schedule you know they they start so early they see patients they do clinic then they go into surgery then they're done but i would still have to force myself to go out there and pound that flesh and at the end of the day when you did it you always met somebody new or you reinforced an existing relationship and it always opened up a door for another opportunity and so it's good to hear you be offering that same advice to doctors because sometimes I know you don't want to get out there and pound the flesh, but that's what you have to do to build your business and to keep it strong. I still, it's so fun. Like, you know, Facebook, how it is. I still see people from Colorado that it's been years since we've been together, but we still communicate. We still catch up and I can see what they're doing. And I'm just, I'm kind of like proud of what they're doing. And then they'll ask questions for me. And it's just like, these relationships last a long time. And I can imagine if I would actually would stay there for the last, six or seven more years what those relationships could be now and the new adventures and that's the part i think i miss about being not a business owner in a sense is meeting all these new people and exploring the relationship and how they're doing and how i'm doing and all that so i don't know maybe i'm just one of those kinds of people but it's it's a good thing i think that's fantastic you never know where you'll end up and so i really value this new relationship that we've got and i appreciate you being on the show today thank you so much thank you justin Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.